fans woke up this morning, Friday, April 3rd, to some good news. Wide receiver Sammy Watkins was back in the fold. He signed a one-year deal with the team for $9 million bucks with incentives that can push it up to $16 million. That means the Chiefs are set to return all of their major offensive weapons from the Super Bowl championship team. And the hashtag from Watkins' Twitter account aptly describes what the 2020 season will be about. It's the Run It Back Tour. Chiefs beat writer Herbie Teope broke down the Watkins deal on Sportsbeat KC, the Kansas City Star's daily sports podcast. I'm Blair Kirkhoff. After a break, you'll hear more Chiefs, this time Andy Reid. We're going to run back his entire question and answer session with reporters from Thursday via teleconference. It was good to hear Big Red's voice. The Q&A lasts about a half an hour. So here we go with Herbie and I talking Sammy Watkins. Herbie Teope is here, and both of us woke up this morning to some Chiefs news. Sammy Watkins back in the fold. What does this mean for the Chiefs, Herbie? Well, number one, it means they have some cap space. <laughs> you know, at the <laughs> yeah. beginning of the week, you know, a lot of jokes flying around, $177 in cap space. You know, did they have overdraft protection, et cetera? <laughs> but, you know, this was a deal that had to be done. It ha- absolutely had to be done. Before the start of free agency, there were two players that were identified. Let's, you got to restructure these contracts to give much needed cap space. The first one, obviously, was Frank Clark. He was going to count $22 million against the cap. And you just couldn't go forward with it. Sammy Watkins was going to count $21 million, But by con- by restructuring his deal, you know, from his base salary originally set at $13.7 million, now he's at $9 million for 2020. And he's got incentives built into this deal where he can earn up to $16 million. But the key thing here is by redoing this deal, the Chiefs now have $5 million in available cap space. That's the first thing. The second thing that matters the most is the Chiefs have their top four wide receivers from last year's Super Bowl winning team back in the fold. You've got Watkins, Tyreek Hill, Demarcus Robinson, and Miko Hardman. And let's not forget about Brian Pringle, you know, Mr. K-Stater there. So they've got their key components in the wide receiver core back in the fold. I think this was a deal that makes sense, and this is a deal that allows the Chiefs a lot more flexibility now to potentially bring back a guy like Bashad Breeland their cornerback, who's still floating out there in free agency. Right. So this deal with Watkins, um, pretty incentive-laden, right? I mean, that's that was um, that seemed to be something of a compromise between the Chiefs and, and the Watkins camp. You take less, you know, you do you reduce the um, you know the base pay, uh, but you give them a lot of incentives, and there are a lot in here. There, you know, for X number of touchdowns, catches, the team success. Can bring it up to, I think, what did you say, $16 million Worth, is what yes. it So it's an additional $7 million, correct. Right. Okay. Um, so what? So what's next now for the Chiefs? Well, you, you said, uh, you know, uh, uh, Bashard Breland is, um, you know, is a guy that you, we all think that they are interested in bringing back. He'd be a key piece. They've already lost Kendall Fuller. And um, and among others who were taking, you know, uh, you know significant snaps, uh, Reggie Ragland, the linebacker, off to Detroit. Uh, Wisniewski, the offensive lineman, uh, is off to Pittsburgh. So they have lost a, a couple of pieces, a few pieces from the Super Bowl winning team. But with the, with the uh, the Watkins news, the Chiefs are, you know, uh, what what was the hashtag that I saw this morning with uh, 
with Watkins, run it back? Is that, uh, uh, it looks like that's kind of what they're doing. Yeah, and you know, this is something that we heard, and you remember this because both of us, along with our colleagues, were in Miami for the Super Bowl. And after they won it, the key thing that I, my biggest takeaway from those post game press conferences was we have the opportunity to make another run of the championship. We have an opportunity to be the next big NFL dynasty. And in order to do that, you do have to have your key pieces back in place. So getting Watkins back at a discount is, is, is tremendous. This is a step in the right direction. Yesterday, you remember we, we had the conference call with Coach Andy Reid instead of yesterday. Thursday, we had that conference call with him. And, you know, he was actually saying how much Sammy Watkins meant to the team and, and how much the, the Chiefs appreciated his contributions. If not for Sammy Watkins, during the, especially during the playoffs, you know, do the Chiefs go into the Super Bowl? And I think, you know, his contributions last year were huge. They were, no doubt about it. Look, they, you know, he had the big game against Jacksonville in the opener uh, with uh, uh, three touchdown receptions and a hundred, whatever it was. It was just a monster game. Then he, then he sort of, you know, went into the Sammy mode. He got hurt. He missed some games. There wasn't another game like Jacksonville, but he absolutely turned it on for the postseason. He ended up leading the Chiefs in uh, in receiving yards in the postseason. Remember, he caught the long touchdown pass that uh, put the exclamation point on the victory over Houston. And 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 the, probably his biggest play was, the I think, a, a gain that went for 38 yards in the fourth quarter that set up the go-ahead touchdown against the 49ers in the Super Bowl. So it's easy to see why the Chiefs wanted him back. I, I'm not – of I, Sammy Watkins, if he's your whatever, – whatever number option he is in your offense, you know, with Hill and Travis Kelsey – um, whatever option he is, he is better than any other team's option at that point, right? I mean, if if he's your number three guy, who has a better number three guy in the NFL than than Sammy Watkins? And I'm not of the belief that as much as we all think of Patrick Mahomes as the best quarterback in the NFL, um, he doesn't automatically make everybody better. You've got to have some skills, and, and Sammy Watkins has those skills. Yeah, absolutely, and then the key thing here was – his contract, you know, he, he was one of the top top paid wide receivers in the National Football League, but you had to bring that number down because the NFL is a production-based league and the production just did not match the contract. And so right. it made sense to bring it down. All right, Herbie, uh, good stuff. Thanks for uh, spending a few minutes with us and we'll talk to you again next week. Okay, thanks a lot, Blair. Hey, it's Blair. Hey, we have a special subscription offer for Sportsbeat KC listeners. Unlimited digital access to the Kansas City Stars award-winning sports coverage. Sign up now for one year of Sports Pass for access to all the sports news, features, and columns we have to offer. And it's only $30. That's a 40% savings off our regular rate. For your convenience, your subscription will automatically renew after the initial term at $50 unless you tell us to cancel. A lot of subscription services won't tell you that. They'll just sneak it on there. We just told you. Your subscription helps support the sports coverage of KansasCity.com and the Kansas City Star. Please visit KansasCity.com slash offer to get this special offer. And as always, thanks for listening. Our heart goes out to everybody that's suffered from this son of a gun. I mean, yeah, in our community, I know it's a... Uh, a crazy time right now. So, um, 
and all the frontline people that are out there kicking butt working on this thing. I we just appreciate everything. So, um, and I know our players are, are, we've checked on them and they're doing, they're doing okay too. And, and the coaches are doing, uh, doing good so far. So, uh, we're doing everything, uh, from home and, um, and working our social distancing from, uh, from far away here. So it's, a. Uh, it works out. It works out okay. We've been we've been off here, you know, doing this for a couple of weeks now. So um, it, it's interesting for old old guys like me, learning all this new technology is pretty good. So these young guys, they just whip right through it. But us old guys, we have to learn everything. But Zoom and and the WebEx has been a you know a good thing. We, we're able to talk to uh, players. The, incoming play the guys that are in the draft we're able to go through and interview them on the webex so uh, that's been beneficial and um and other than that we've, we've been doing our scheme evaluation so the defense gets together with spags and the offense gets together with db and we bang out uh, you know we bang out all this uh uh you know the what went on last year and what we'd like to do coming up this this next year so it's it's been it's been good we do that daily so it's uh you know and it's worked out okay that's kind of where we're at right now i'm just going to leave it up to you from here on what questions hey andy uh, i was just going to ask how, how you were approaching this off season um with all the uncertainty, certainly doesn't look like there's going to be any OTAs, if there's even going to be a season or whether camp's going to start on time. So how are you dealing with all the, the uncertainty in all this? Well, uh, like you, I mean, we, we stay as current as we can through uh, information from the league. Um, we're approaching it like we're having a season. And, um, you know, I think, I think it's twofold because it can be a real positive energy giver back to back to the, the country um, at a time of, of maybe need for that. Um, at the same time, we're very sensitive to everything going on. But as far as the offseason goes, again, we're out of the office until they let us know that we can get ourselves back in. Um, and and so uh, I've got different plans that I've, I've kind of set up for different stages of and and whether it's virtual work or whether they let us back in the building for field work, uh, whatever it is, I've got, you know, I've put together plans for that. And then we'll just take it day by day and see what, you know, see what presents itself. So, you know, my main concern right now, obviously, is that everybody stays as safe as they can with, the, with this thing going on. So and as healthy as they can. Do, do anybody, um, any of the players or any of the coaches uh, have, have the virus? No. So hey, no, no positive. Just real quick, Danny, because that was one of the things I wanted to follow up with. Uh, no positive tests anywhere in the in the coaching, scouting, all of that as of right now. You guys. Yeah. So um, far, everybody's good in that. So far, everybody's okay. good in that area. Andy, this is um, piggybacking a, a little bit on, on what Adam just asked, I guess, but um, how confident are you that that you'll have a season? Um, and, and I guess more specifically that it'll start on time. Yeah, so 
and, and listen, I know what you guys know on that. I, I, just from what the commissioner said, that um, you know that they're anticipating having a season, and then I think we're all just taking that part day by day, and just see see where we go with this thing. But um, like I said, I, I, there's two there's two thoughts on this, and I, you, you're never going to be right with one or the other. But I think that the league is very sensitive to what's going on. At the same time, um, you know, if this can be beneficial to uh, and, and keep people safe, if it can be beneficial to the country and kind of help some things get going again, I think that that's a positive. Uh, and um, you know, so uh, you know, there's there, there's a there's two sides to this. Coach, uh, on that front as well, the 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 draft I know was was one of the things there's been conversation about moving it back or keeping it at a certain time. Um, do you have any, uh, you know, feelings? I know a lot of people, you know, football has kind of been the one sport that hasn't really, from a, from a calendar-wise, been interrupted. And is there a feeling whether, like, it's obviously going to be hard for you guys to do a draft and not have everyone in the office? But if everything's equal for every team, is there a sense that, you know, this too would be maybe good for the country to be able to have those three days to separate and really lock in and focus on the draft? Yeah, see, I think I think it could I could it could help that way. I, I think it could help in a positive way. But again, you know, I know it's a sensitive area because there's two sides to it. There are people that are suffering and dying from it, so uh, the league's very aware of that. Um, but on the other hand, it, it, I, I think it could be a real positive uh, in that it, it gives a little bit of life back to to the country right now, and so. I'm sensitive to both sides of that, uh, as I know the league is. And, you know, the challenges for, for Brett and his crew uh, of general managers throughout the league of being able to put this together under different conditions. And, and so that's what they're doing. I, I mean, I know for I know what Brett's doing. I, and he's working like crazy using all the virtual equipment that he can and and um, and watching tape, and obviously the tape's not near as clear as it is in the office. Um, so, it, but but you power through it and, and do what you have to do to make sure that you you get the evaluations done, and then uh, you know wherever we do the drafts on, whether we're at home or whether we're um, in a hotel or you know wherever it is. You know, you hope that everybody can stay safe and and uh, at the same time get this thing get this thing done. You know, Andy, what are the logistics for your draft? Like, where are you going to be? Where's Beach going to be? Where are the scouts and coaches going to be? Yeah, so right now we're kind of working through all that. Look at look at hotels. Uh, you know, as a possible option. You know, and put people in different rooms. Uh, I mean, there's a variety of a variety of things that you you can go through and kind of try to look at. But um, we we haven't come, we haven't put our finger down on, on one thing uh, as of yet. Andy, how are you guys handling uh, schematics both for, for, for both for perspective NFL draft prospects and also for some of the free agencies like that? How are you handling the medicals? Yeah, well, so the the trainers are Rick's kind of heading that up with the trainers and the medical um, experts in the in the league. Um, 
I believe they're going to do something. They're kind of going through this now. So, but I, I believe it's going to happen uh, different areas and working with different uh, clinics to to get these things done. Uh, you know, as they go forward. But I'm not sure anything that actually uh, you know put in writing there. So, but that, I know Rick has been on conference calls about that though, recently. Go ahead and say it one more time. We'll have the opportunity today to ink with Hamilton and Remmers and to Amu. And I was wondering if you could just go through those players and um, just speak to what you feel like you've acquired in them. Yeah, I told Ted, you know, about the defensive back. I said, other than going to South Carolina State, everything's okay. I mean, you know, we're glad to have him on board. No, he, listen, we're, we're excited about all three guys. Uh, and so, uh, you know, by, by the way, Remmer's wife just had a nice baby, so or, you know, brand new baby here. So it's uh, that, that's uh, that's we welcome him aboard. He's got good talent. We'll add uh, some senior leadership into that uh, offensive line group. Jordan, um, I, I sure liked what I saw on tape and on TV from him. Um, you know, he, he looks like he's a, a talented kid. Kind of look forward to getting him on board. Uh, and you know, so listen. I think all three guys are, are will help us and uh, uh, give us good depth. And and uh, you know, Rimmers obviously has enough more NFL experience than the other guys, so he'll uh, you know he'll compete in there for that group. Andy, with regard to Ta'amu, um, what did you guys look into him last year when he was coming out? Was yeah, Brett did, yeah. yeah, Brett, Brett looked at him and, you know, he kind of moved around a little bit. So it was a different, a little bit different situation, but um, yeah, they, Brett had, Brett had liked them um, at that time, but I, I think the kid really, he had more opportunities, I think here and, uh, you know, in the new league. So, you know, we were able to bring him in and listen, it gives them an opportunity to get in there and compete and, and see what he can do. Um, you know, I think he'll, he'll, he'll you know, be interesting to, to watch him uh, perform here. Andy, this Andy, is a follow-up for that. Not, um, Coach, had the NFL schedule not changed, you guys would be starting phase one here in like three weeks. Just curious for the prepping and all the different work that you guys have done for Rick and for Barry specifically with the guys that are currently on the rosters. How have you guys kind of worked through that and getting the workouts to the players and just kind of communicating with the current guys what the next 30, 60, 90s, or however long this is, what their workflow kind of needs to be to make sure they're ready whenever they are allowed to come back. Yeah, so, BJ, we got on that right away with uh, with Barry. Um, you know, he was able to get the players' workouts, and um, we haven't done anything uh, virtually with that but that's in the plans as we go forward in case uh, that, that's the direction that we go, you know, that the league goes. So we're, we're prepared. We'll be prepared for that when they give us uh, the okay on that. We know that the players are working out. They're out there and uh, getting their workouts in. The coaches have all checked with them likewise, along with Barry and his group. So um, we stay close with the guys and tried to, at this time, try to stay in touch with them, and and uh, if there are any problems that come up, to try to help them with it the best we can. So, and then as far as the other part goes, 
you know, the off-season program starts around the 20th, so it's uh, phase one. So we've got a little time before that. And we'll just see what direction it goes. Again, that's normally a time that we use for uh, conditioning workouts. So if we're allowed to do that virtually, we, we, we can go ahead and do that at that time. And we'll try to stay in touch. And then if we're allowed to visit with the players with our WebEx units or whatever, we can we can do that. Uh, football, we're prepared to do all of that. So, and then again, if they're allowed back in the building, we're we're good with that. We've got that all planned out too. So, um, I think we're good either way. Andy, you know, Andy kind of a strange kind of a strange question. Just to follow up on that. Just, how much I know you guys always lean on the IT department, but with all the technology and all the stuff going on, just how important have they been? Will they continue to be um, throughout this? Just making sure that you guys can use the technology to your advantage. BJ, they've, they've been awesome. I mean, it's uh, uh, they, they've helped all the coaches get set up at their homes. I, I mean, they've gone up and over the top. So is Pat Brazil with the video department. I mean, they've been up and over the top on trying to get us situated where it's smooth sailing and I think all the coaches are just going wow we can you know this is uh you know this is something uh the best it can be for this kind of type of situation and Jordan Tamu uh you, you mentioned watching him uh in the new league how, how beneficial do you think it is particularly uh for the quarterbacks to, to have a place to be able to go and play and and not just have you know, a training camp and, and maybe practice squads, but to be able to actually get quarterbacks out on the field, how much does he and other quarterbacks benefit from having that opportunity? Well, yeah, no, I mean, you saw uh, the, the Temple quarterback, he, he uh, who actually was on a couple practice squads, but he, he ended up signing with uh, uh, Carolina. And um, I, I know it's his old coach. I mean, I got it, but it, it's still, uh, it's his old college coach, but I, it still gave him an opportunity to show and it did the same thing for Jordan. Uh, it just gave him an opportunity to show uh, with pro coaches coaching him and, uh, and and how he'd react to those systems that they put in. And I, I, did, I thought it was beneficial, in particular for Jordan. Hey, Coach, I want to talk you, you kind of touched on how this is affecting the draft, but specifically to players – who aren't able to come in for pre-draft visits or even pro-day workouts, how is this affecting players who were not at the Combine or even as you put together a list of priority free agents? Yeah, Herbie, uh, it's it's interesting to juggle this because um, you, you're doing as much as you possibly can to make it right uh, and to get uh, – anyway, that, that part's a challenge. I mean, it's hard to get that, that information. That's what Rick is working through right now. So um, with the league and, and the different medical staffs around the NFL. So just to be, you know, if it's a kid that's in an area where he can go to a clinic, potentially he could get uh, checked there and then have the information shared around the league, you know, whatever techniques they use to do that. Um, but that's, that's the challenge right now. And then the, as far as the workouts go, well, that's not going to happen. I mean, it's not going to – we had a couple before we were, we were locked out um, of the facilities. And um, and so you're, you're not going to have a chance to get everybody in to, to do that. Or, 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 or
Um, how viable is it to have a guy that can play multiple positions along the offensive line? We, we talked about this quite a little bit over the years. I, I think it's important. I mean, we've, you've seen that we've, we've drafted a lot of tackles and that we'll go ahead and move those guys around to, uh, to guard. And then Andy tries to teach most of the guys there how to play center and uh, in case they you know, need to work in at that spot. But Andy moves those guys all around and, and gives them an opportunity to play guard, tackle, center, right side or left side. So it, it's, it's kind of paid off for us. Now, let me add one thing on the players that we, that we were able to bring in the building to work out. Those were local guys. So it wasn't, it wasn't other kids, but we, we were able to get a couple of the local guys in to, to work out. Other than that, we haven't been able to go out to workouts because of the situation that we're in. So, hey Andy, one one question I had is um, regarding regarding where you guys are right now in terms of the offseason. Just um, how unusual was it to, to not really be, I guess, active in free agency? And I was wondering if there was any update um, in terms of negotiating with Chris Jones now that you guys have placed a franchise tag on him. Yeah, Nate. So, I mean, listen, we've tried to stay in touch as coaches. We try to stay in touch with everybody. So, um, as far as uh, Brett, he's been doing all the other things behind the scenes uh, with that type of thing and agents and, and so on. So, um, but, you know, they, they, they've had communication, which is, which is important in, all, in any situation, I think. So, uh, when you're dealing with uh, players and contracts and tags and all those things. Yeah, and and I know, Andy, there's been, I guess, discussion uh, surrounding, you know, Sammy's deal and maybe the possibility of him wanting to restructure it to give you guys uh, more cap flexibility. Is that still an option on the table? Has that been discussed as far as you're aware? Yeah, so, Nate, that, again, that's Brett. Uh, he deals with all that stuff. So, um, and I try, listen, I try to stay as far away from it as I can, to be honest with you. I dealt with all that when I was in Philadelphia. But he, uh, he, Brett, Brett is, as you know, Brett's a great communicator. So if they're doing anything there, he's in it and, and talking about it. So, but nothing, nothing's happened at this point. I do know that part. Andy, with regard to Sammy Watkins, is, is it feasible? Given his given his contract, he plays for the Chiefs this season under that contract. Well, we'll see. We'll see how that goes, Adam. I mean, you know, there's a ton of time here, so but we'll see how all of that um, works out. And again, uh, right now he's here, right? So I mean, that's a that's a positive part, and, and we sure like Sammy. I mean, that's a he, he's done a, done a great job for us, and he's. As good a player as he is, he's even a better person. So we've we've really enjoyed um, him being here. So, um, but other than that, I mean, I can't really lead John either way because Brett, that's his that's his area, and I'm honestly not dealing with it. But I'm still hey, trying to figure Just overall knowing that it looks like there's going to be some kind of disruption to your normal routine. Uh, would that would that you know make, make a veteran uh, any veteran not not him in particular but any sure. veteran and certainly any returning player more valuable to you? Does that mean you guys? And I know everybody's up against the same thing, but does that mean you now look and say, okay, one of our guys that knows what we're doing may be a lot more valuable than somebody we've got to start from scratch with? 
Yeah, no, absolutely. I mean, as many guys you can keep, you'd love to do that. I mean, that's uh, part of it. There's there's the other part. I mean, you know, Veach has got to sit there and juggle the salary cap and do all that. And so, uh, but logic tells you that, I mean, as many guys you can keep uh, uh, that, that uh, are familiar with what you're doing on either side of the ball, special teams likewise, uh, you'd like to you'd like to be able to do, but but you, again, you're, there are a whole lot of variables that go into it, and uh, you know that's uh, that's something that that Brett and uh, Brant and Shay they do all that stuff. So I mean, it's uh, they get in and beat all that up and spend their time doing that while I'm on with the coaches doing our part, you know. So I, I'd like to be more clear for you and uh, more give you more clarity on. Uh, that situation, but I'm, I'm not sure I can do that. Just uh, what I know. What did it say about uh, Mike Kafka that there was reported interest in him as as the coordinator this offseason, and then what went into the decision to ultimately promote him uh, there? Yeah. So, um, well, I, I thought that that he deserved that. Listen, now it's a good situation that that we're all in here. Uh, on, on both sides of the football, but you're asking me about the offensive side. So uh, you have Eric Bannemi who who's leads the charge, right? He's the one that organizes everything and keeps everything together. And so before I did anything with Mike, I, I talked with Eric Bannemi about this. And and so Eric's also a big fan of Mike's. And, uh, and, and so we just thought it was a, a thing that, that uh that he deserved at this particular time and so um you've got andy heck who's the run game coordinator and you've got mike who's doing the pass game coordinator and then again eric uh makes everything kind of happen there as the offensive coordinator hey andy i wonder if you could give us just kind of an insight to to where you're working out of uh, i mean what's your workstation like and, and just kind of the things <laughs> you've got on now yeah, I wish I could take you through a virtual tour of this thing. It's uh, it's, it's kind of classic. Um, I'm sitting in my basement, literally, and uh, I, I've got an art trainer sitting here in case I want to jump on that to get a little exercise. I've got my monitor set up along with my computer and my iPad right next to that, and I've got one of my wife's antique tables here, a little coffee table that I'm using to throw everything on. So, um, uh, but. I'm I'm uh, in the base, yeah, and you know what? It's not bad. Andy, along those lines, this has been a kind of reflective time for a lot of people, and I, I wonder if you've found yourself with any particular pauses to reflect. And along those same lines, too, I wonder just how you've processed winning the Super Bowl. I know it seems like months ago now. So uh, on the first part, by hey, I'm, I'm glad I coached at San Francisco State because – we had to work through a lot of things there, right? It was division two, non-scholarship and uh, everything wasn't easy there. I mean, to film practice, we had to have a guy climb up on a ladder to film practice. So um, in the field, we had to have the players pick up rocks on the dirt field so we could actually practice. So those experiences help you in times like this, I think, uh, when everything's not quite perfect uh, to make it, to make it work. Um, what was the second part of that question on that, Vahe, the last it, it seems, you know, maybe almost tone deaf to ask about this right now, but we, we really haven't talked to you since since winning the Super Bowl, since the oh, days yeah. after yeah. that. And I just wonder how that, 
you know, how you process that and how sort of strange it is to be processing that during this time. Yeah. So listen, um, uh, there, there, there obviously is a certain energy that took over the city and, and we all felt that, I mean, the parade, the parade was phenomenal and, and that energy, uh, I will never forget that. And then listen, I mean, after that, um, the coaches got a little bit of time off, which ended up being a lot of time off here other than, uh, doing this stuff off of the computer. So virtually, but, um, so now, listen, you get back into the grind, you're going to lose some players, but those guys will always be part of this, uh, this team that we had here, the Super Bowl team. They'll never be taken away no matter where they go. Um, so there, there's, uh, listen, we're all proud of the accomplishments that took place this past year. But we also know that uh, we've got to get ready for the challenge of this coming season. And so hey, we're, we're fired up about that. Hey, Andy, one, one, one question I had, Andy, in, in regards to um, just the time we are in the calendar. Usually you would be at the owner's meeting last week. I, I know it's an event that you would have been to for the 22nd year. Um, everybody obviously understands, like, you know, your dress attire with the Hawaiian shirts. But, you know, that's usually the time where you get to see a lot of the guys that you mentored who are now head coaches. Obviously, you know a lot of owners. Just um, what was your feeling knowing that you were going to miss it? that it wasn't going to be planned as normally as it was? And have you heard back from any coaches who would have sort of congratulated you or talked to you during that time span um, if the owners meeting had actually, you know, gone as planned? Yeah, Nate, uh, I'll tell you what, we had an opportunity to go to the combine. So we got a lot of that, uh, uh, you know, all of that boys at the, at the combine. And uh, we appreciate all of that. Um, as far as the um, – the owner meetings. Listen, I mean, it's uh, it's great to get together there and, and go through all the new rules, regulations, and everything that go on. And uh, but on the other side of it, listen, we're uh, uh, we get it, and we're, we're moving on. I, I can still wear the Tommy Bahama shirt, so I'm I'm good. I'm, I'm I can wear those in my basement, uh, so I'm not not worried about that. I, maybe I'll send you a picture, Nate, so you feel good about it. Last question, guys. Um, Coach, uh, have you been given uh, any indication as to whether or not the NFL is going to allow teams to come back as their areas open up, or is it going to be that all 32 teams will be out until all 32 teams can come back? Yeah, you know what? We, we don't know that. Um, we haven't had any indication on, on any of that. Um, so, yeah, I mean, that's kind of where we're at with that. I don't have an answer for you. That'll do it for today. Thanks for listening, and thanks to our production team of Derek Donovan, Savannah Smith, Randy Mason, Beth Wells, Jeff Rosen, and Chris Fickett. Cap tip to Herbie Teope, who joined us to talk about the Sammy Watkins contract. Hey, there's no better or more complete coverage of the region's news and sports than the Kansas City Star and KansasCity.com. You heard me touting the Sports Pass deal earlier. Also consider a digital subscription to all of the Star's coverage at account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. That's account.kansascity.com slash subscribe. We'll be back on Monday for another week of Sports BKC, where we talk sports in Kansas City every day.